Podtron. This podcast is part of the Podtron Podcast Network. For more, visit podtron.wordpress.com and Podtron Network on Twitter and Facebook. This was Rad. I'm Paul. You don't know my artistic vision! I am Greg. I want to remake Friday the 13th, but it's all underwater and it all stars sharks. Where two guys force themselves to watch movies from the 80s. Hey, have you seen Vision Quest? I sure haven't. Hell no! Alright, let's talk about it. The only thing that's missing is America built a wall. There has to be someone from Ford who went down and went, so, um, what, what happened here, Bob? It's a movie called Red Dawn. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm going to start this again, and you're going to edit this out. We're back. This was Rad. This was Rad Podcast. Uh, we, we finagled getting the, the song in, um, but I, I don't know what exactly what happened, uh, but we are now actually recording the podcast like we're supposed to do, Greg. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just We're it, doing it live. It, it's our second... Greg, it's our second ever. I think, I think we have to take the good with the bad. No, nah, man. This is America. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I am taking all the good and none of the bad. Are you t- <laughs> No, what? No, we have to, you have to, ha- there has to be some good. There has to be some good. That, that's, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I want all good, not some good. I want all good. You want all good, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, you're pickier than I am. Oh, yeah. I'm more yeah, of a horseshoes kind of guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I had such high hopes, Greg. I thought we were like. We got on early. We checked everything. We went through all of this stuff. To be to be fair, we were really close to being on time. Like I'm totally uh, fine with that. Yes, yes, yes. I think I think we'll be good. Um, so what we're gonna do is, uh, if you're if you're watching the stream live, you can see Greg, myself, um, and the chat. We are just gonna do the episode, and we'll thank everybody at the end. So, first off, um, I wanted to do just some some quick house cleaning for ourselves, Greg. Um, Mm -hmm. We have now officially pretty much transitioned into the new This Was Rat. We've got the new theme, new ending, better liner notes, better editing. We are now streaming. And, of course, we just replaced our epic artwork there. And... I think we we can officially say we are the new this was rad podcast. I I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, we've 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 officially officially moved over. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's a good. I, and I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with with how things are going. I mean, we're certainly getting a lot more downloads, so. I agree. I agree. 
and hopefully we'll get some uh, some more people uh, watching live. So yeah, are you, are you struggling to start this episode as well? <laughs> yeah, pull. Yeah, well, uh, you know, for everyone who's who's tuning in, boy, are you <laughs> sitting through just a dynamite opening? Um, we watched the <laughs> 1984 film Police Academy. That's the very first Police Academy. Now, what you might know about this movie that is unique is that this one was rated R, and it is a hard R. All the other ones after this were PG, PG thirteen. They were uh, now. I think this. I thought the second one was rated R as well. Um, but they definitely go PG thirteen and eventually PG. Um, for sure. I mean, I think the last two are almost like made for TV movies. I don't even know if they were ever released in a theater. I don't. I don't think anything after City Under Siege got released in theaters. I think. I think they were made for TV. Yeah, I think that was the last one Steve Gutenberg was in as well. Actually, uh, interesting trivia, the guy who plays Tackleberry, the only actor who has been in every single uh, Police Academy movie. Uh, oh, really? He never dropped out, huh? He never dropped out. Nope, nope. I was very surprised by that. I'm like, wow, man. I mean, to be fair, I've never seen him in anything else. Um, and I was surprised Steve Gutenberg made it to number four. <laughs> I, like, it is kind of shocking, I guess. I I mean, this, this movie was a enormous uh blockbuster. Um it was made for like four and a half million. Yes. And the domestic box office was 146 million. So they they wanted as many of these as they could. They yeah. just kept cranking these out. Uh, they're super cheap to make, real quick to produce. Um it's all it's all sight and pratfall gags. It's not like there's a lot of special effects that go into any of these movies. Uh, unless, of course, you do count uh, a shark in which uh, Tackleberry aims his gun at it and says, get out of here, mister, uh, in in, uh, in Miami Beach Patrol or whatever that, that terrible one was. Mission uh, Miami Beach. Mission Miami Beach. So, yeah. Greg, was this film rad? Oh, this, this was rad, yeah. I mean, th- it, gro- growing up in the 80s, there were a few films that pretty much everyone had seen. And and if not the original Police Academy, everyone had seen multiple Police Academy movies. They were always on TV. They were... I mean, they were coming out pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, a, a, I, I, at least every other year, if not I, every I year. I remember sure. City Under Siege coming out and like and renting it like with my with my dad and stuff. But yeah, I remember TBS playing this pretty heavily, and you know, everyone knew if they didn't know Police Academy, they at least knew um, Jones from Police Academy, who made all the sounds. Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. Um, yes. So yeah, this 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 was. This was a, a profitable movie that made a lot of money that was super, super popular. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, they were And, I, and, and as, as a kid, I completely loved this series. Like, loved, loved, loved it. Uh, we must have watched these movies, Greg, man, dozens of times. They were on TBS for sure, but we rented them all. I think we owned a couple of them at one point. Uh, the, the original Police Academy, interestingly enough, uh, the Police Academy movie, the first one, I didn't remember as much and it's probably because it is a hard r and probably wasn't on tv as much as say um citizens on patrol or the, the new class or anything like that where uh the new recruits yeah. rather where where those were pg um they were a little bit you know they were easier to be on tv and the other thing too is a lot of these a lot of these characters are like 
very like cookie cutter characters whereas like the ones that kind of stick with you like hooks and hightower and and them and then uh, eventually you know zed bobcat gothwaite like those were like over the top characters so it kind of made sense why they kept progressing but yeah i mean this movie was totally totally rad as a kid um i, I love the police academy series. the the theme song uh it you know yeah no super super iconic theme i'm song. telling you right yeah. now it, it after after our music we let in with that as well because it is of just super do. amazing like as soon as i heard it i oh, let's just get into uh police academy here my name is commandant lassard welcome to the new police force your training time here will last 14 weeks you will be schooled in firearms, police procedures, local laws, and many, many other things. After those 12 weeks, some of you will be police officers, and some of you will not. And I gotta tell you, as soon as that music started out, my heart did kind of beat just a little, a few extra beats. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm strapped in. I've got, I've, got my, I'm, I've got my comedy hat on. I am ready to just be... I uh, have my have my uh, my rolls tickled, as it were. Uh, All right. I, I, long-time listeners will know I am a plus-sized man um, from from various comments from my daughter. So I was ready, Greg. I was ready to laugh at this movie, and uh, it starts out with something we haven't seen in a while: words on the screen. Yes, uh, explaining <laughs> the most that... odd. <laughs> go, please go ahead. No, go ahead. Please explain okay. the most unlikely premise ever for a movie. So, so basically, it goes a little something like this. <laughs> yes. There's a newly elected mayor of City Nondescript, because we don't know where this takes place, <laughs> yes, yes. Has, has announced that um, the police department must now all accept all willing recruits. Yes. So... What I love about this is that this is a universe where <laughs> yeah. the cops said anyone can join, and then all of a sudden they had too many people trying to join the police. <laughs> yes. yes. This, this is a world where everyone wants to be a cop, apparently. Yeah. Like, like nine out of ten people want Everybody, to be police officers. Everybody wants to be a cop. Like, like, all of these people just woke up one day and said, you know what, I... I, I, oh, I didn't even catch his name because he's a stupid character, but uh, the, the geeky guy with the glasses, the klutz there, who I'm positive has accidentally caused the murder of thousands um, throughout his lifetime. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, even he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a cop. Like, he looks like an accountant. Like, he just woke up one day and was like, ah, uh, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go ahead and uh, become a cop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forego... Uh, my six-figure salary in 1983, and I'm going to be a cop because that's what I feel is going to fulfill me as a person. Yeah, you know, be, being an actuary just isn't cutting it anymore. <laughs> right, I right. need, I need the. This is, I guess, I guess this is what people did in the 80s. Now those same people just buy Harley Davidson motorcycles. Oh yeah, and pretend to be tough guys. But I guess in the 80s you really had to have a lifestyle change, and you're like, no, 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 I'm a cop now. <laughs> this is, this is, this is perfectly uh, the midlife crisis of all of these people but getting that getting to there of course we meet uh steve gutenberg is the main character as mahoney um the the mainstay of the series uh kim cattrall uh is in this michael winslow I always Smith. forget 
she is in this movie. I totally forgot that she was in this, that she's in this movie. I totally forgot. About it. I'm like, Sex and the City Lady? Mannequin? She's in this yeah, movie? Yeah, Mannequin. Yeah, we, but by the way, we have to do Mannequin. Uh, do, do we, do we really at some point, have to do Mannequin? Greg, at some point in the near, in, in the future, the barrel will be so low. <laughs> we have to get I, to eventually i guess yeah i, I, we, I think we at some point run out of them i am uh i am of the belief at some point we will do uh mannequin fried green tomatoes and steel magnolias because we have run out of all 80s movies i don't really want that day to happen <laughs> but um <laughs> so what we what we, <laughs> what we what we see in in police academy is yeah everybody is quitting their job for one reason or another to join the police and then yeah. you see steve gutenberg who's working as a parking attendant and somehow so there's a jerk who's like hey park my car no and steve what, gutenberg's man. like yeah. my oh the lot's full can't you see it it's full and uh his boss is yelling at him so he like drives the car off screen comes back and it's somehow on two wheels I... and he drives it into a tight little space and he's like oh look it fit Smash cut to him in jail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And? <laughs> and his buddy is like, all right, look, I'm not bailing you out anymore. So, like, this is like a common thing where Steve Gutenberg, every other month, apparently, is in jail, in trouble with the law. He says, no, the what we're going to do now, you've struck out so many times, now you have to become a police officer and go to the police <laughs> yes. academy. Yes. Which is... Which, which, which would be like, all right, look, this is your third strike, Police Academy. <laughs> like, this makes zero sense. So, so listen, listen, Mahoney, you, 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 you park cars incorrectly. Uh, you, you have, you, you have driven through a crosswalk when there is someone crossing. Uh, and, and, yep. And, yep. and most, most deliberate, you threw cigarette butts on the street and you littered this fine city of mine. Not city, city nondescript. City nondescript, which looks vaguely like Los Angeles from the buildings in the back room, because I think I've been on that block. Uh, <laughs> you are now going to be the one to catch people like you. What do you yeah, think? I. It makes it makes so little sense. It's so it's <laughs> the premise of this movie <laughs> is like it's so thin, and, and you and you you can you can I guess it kind of works because the movie's supposed to be like ridiculous. It's, it's super it's super slappy, it's, but, but the problem is, Greg, is like this is how, when it, when you have a starting point as ridiculous as these two points, everything after this, you kind of just go, yeah, what? Why didn't that happen? What? How? How how could a guy not get his head stuck in a horse? How could it not happen? It honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't stuck in more places. <laughs> and this is this is one of those things where they Steve Gutenberg, his character Mahoney is kind of like um Ferris Bueller in that like I know in the eighties yes. he was probably like, Look at this fun, crazy guy. And look at him now and I'm just like, Mahoney, you're uh, you're a sad man. Get, like get your life together. Please. You shouldn't be thirty-five, you know, working a a <laughs> working at a uh, uh, parking lot. Hold on. Yeah. Not, let's not di- let's not discourage the let's not discourage the fine art of parking vehicles, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> there are <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand that that that's a legit 
thing, but it's like come like Steve Gutenberg's clearly his Mahoney's clearly capable of way more. Yes. Yes. He's just I not. Agree. And like and there are some things coming up, I think you and I probably have the same exact scene uh, in our head that we're gonna talk about, where you're really like, This guy is a monster. Yes. And yes. he should probably be locked up. But anyway, yeah. so let's just let's just cut ahead here. It doesn't matter. We'll get straight to the actual police academy part when they get uh, yes. to the academy. Yes, I, I'm okay with that. Um, I, I, I do want to, and we're gonna, we're about to meet him. Um, George Gaines as Commandant Lassard. Um, now I, I assume for you, Gregory, the before you watch this movie, a you were two when this came out. Uh, Correct. Number two, it's a rated R movie. We probably didn't see those two. We're a little older. Did you also the first time watch this movie go? That's that's Punky Brewster's adopted father. Ad- who's who goes by the name Henry? Thank you. Who, um, what, yeah, that's is, that's that. Of course, he, of course, that's how I knew him from. He's in this movie, and I remember watching. And then I want to get to these scenes as they happen. But as scenes happen in this movie, you're like, oh, oh, Henry, what are you doing? No, no, Punk, Punky is waiting for you at home. That spider's gonna eat her. You need to find her in the cave. Oh man, yeah, what a weird episode. We should just do that episode. <laughs> yes, we, we do should. That? Yes, we should. Yeah. yeah. That that and when uh Sherry's is it like cousin or whatever? Cherry. Drinks, uh, Cherry. Poison. Cherry's cousin. It was Cherry. Cherry. Oh, anyway. <laughs> hey, do, hey, do, do you remember you the one where you her, don't, you her don't bless for me cousin my punky Brewster. You got it. Her, her cousin, I think it was her cousin, came to visit and like drank. Was it like drain cleaner something or something? Something like that, yes. <laughs> and they and like no, oh god, what was it? And it was the girl there. The <laughs> there were two characters that came to visit. One of them couldn't read. That it, remember every yes. every kids show had the like I'm I'm illiterate and I'm yeah, somehow yeah, yeah, like yeah, thirteen. Yeah. And they're like, so she calls poison control, and they're like, you need to read the back of the bottle. And, and she's, she's like, like, I can't it, read. It, it, Good, I I can't read and and I every Greg. Now that you say that, it kind of reminds me of when Officer Bar Brady in in South Park couldn't read. Oh, and classic, the extremes, the extremes people will go to to get people to learn to read. I oh, felt yeah. like that's what that episode was doing, and it was like, you know what? Ah, uh, if my buddy can't read, I'm not drinking Drano. In the hopes that he suddenly realizes he needs to. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that committed as a friend. Um, I'm with you. It's very so, weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> now I I got the impression, back to Police Academy, we're, we're going to go, I think, real out of our way to not talk about this film. Uh, um, <laughs> we, did, did it seem to you like, and I'm, uh, it really felt to me like they were like, hey, let's make an army movie. And they somehow, like, couldn't get the Army's permission. And they were like, well, what's, like, below Army? I don't know, like, a police academy? Because it feels like this is, like, boot camp. And I feel like the real police academy isn't really like this. So, I don't think so. Uh, I'll tell you what I think it is. And I thought the same along lines. I Stripes with Bill Murray and Rick Moranis, I believe oh. it come out in 81. Um, 81 or 82. I think it was. Pre- I think it predates this. I uh, I got the yeah, impression. Yeah, is eighty one. I got an, the impression this was a knockoff of that movie. I think that makes a lot of sense. Actually, uh, that's always the when I started watching this and I started thinking like all the antics and all the characters like they all kind of fit all these roles in stripes. Uh, which, by the way, I have seen in the last two years. 
that movie is totally holds up. We don't have to review it. It's rat. We're, we're totally fine on that one because we would say nothing. It's it's on point. It's it's oh, funny front. Oh, I think you and I <laughs> might have some differing opinions on Strike. No, no. I think much like Full Metal Jacket, it has a great first half, maybe even two thirds. Yeah, and then mm. the last half to third of that movie is garbage. It gets a little slow at the end. I admit, but. Because everything like, I, that I, everybody I like quotes, you know, that's that's a fact, Jack, and all that other stuff, that's all within the first half of that movie. And the last half is them, like, aren't they trying to get a tank back? Yes, they like, are. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, it, well, Greg, Greg. That's, listen, nobody listen, remembers that Greg, part of the Greg, movie. Listen, listen. You know what? It's funny because Bill Murray made it funny. I like Bill Murray. I have no problem with Bill Murray. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that he basically was the reason we never got a real third Ghostbusters film. It literally yes. was 100% his fault. I, I agree. I that's know, fair. I know. So, uh, anyway. Police, so Police Academy. Academy. <laughs> Police I feel Academy. like we're going to say that a lot. Yes. Uh, I love the captain. So this movie starts kind of funny, kind of interesting. You're like, oh, okay. And then, and I think you and I are going to have the same exact problem with this movie at the end when we get to the, the final conclusions. This guy says... I remember when the police academy was the way it was supposed to be. They were all they were all the right height, the right weight, the right color, and they all had Johnsons. And I I do like Lassard. Johnsons? John Yes. Johnsons. Johnsons right. as far right. as the eye could see. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. listen, you you really scooted by that everybody was the right color. Um I got impression that this guy was less concerned about the height, weight, and color, and more concerned about the Johnsons. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so like cartoonishly evil, <laughs> yes. but it doesn't. It's Did not you... like a sticking point because he it's never comes so, back. It's so we no, it never comes back. And so no. the the whole thing is 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 they say that like the mayor has basically put a mandate that says you can people can quit but you you can't send them home unless they do something like insane right right cuz that like, well that goes because like, that goes against in, the, people the man right if the mandate is anybody has a chance to do it you can't just say oh well you're too fat get going you're a woman get going which that part of it makes sense it's the you know make them wash out part of it like that that makes sense to a a point until you just look at these people and then you're just like you don't have to try just two weeks of of running up a hill half your class is gone i think i think they made it too fun greg i think they made it too too fun i think they made it too much i think they i think their goal of making it tough for them to stay i think they did a poor job my own personal opinion okay that's fair um so this movie uh so he decides that He's going to go, and uh, there's Harris, played by G.W. Bailey, who we know, of course, uh, from Short Circuit. Uh, I watched this movie with my wife. She was very happy to learn that he is Rizzo from MASH, which I think we mentioned uh, during Short Circuit. Also also in um, Mannequin. Oh, he is. That's right. He's the He plays the security guard in Mannequin. That's right. Just cause... like he played the security <laughs> guard in Short Circuit, and just like he plays a police officer in Police Academy. Really, Bradshaw. He found out. his niche. Uh, uh, obviously, starting with an army role uh, in Mash. <laughs> right, and he's just like, and I found my place. So, uh, so he goes in there, and they go through, and they find the. Uh, they have all the the troops line up, 
interesting factoid. I didn't know this till I looked it up. I, by the way, I never look up factoids. I hate the, the, the stuff like that. I just happened to see this. Michael Winslow only speaks four times in this movie. Everything else is sound effects. Originally, he wasn't supposed to do sound effects. That was something he did on his own as a comedic gag in that first scene when they filmed it. And they were like, okay, you should just do that for the rest of the film. I, <laughs> and, I, and I asked the question, what was he going to do if he didn't do that? Because there are whole scenes that are, are yeah. just hinged on him doing a sound effect. And his whole career became nothing but sound, but sound effects. effects. Like, like, like the video game thing, right? That has zero place in this movie if he's not doing sound effects. It doesn't even right. make sense. I don't, I'd love to know what they planned for that <laughs> character until they were like... I, so, so, I have so no Michael, idea. Um, your character, uh, what we're thinking is... Um, he, he's a, uh, he's mm-hmm, a misplaced mm-hmm. mountain man. Um, and mountain man. Okay. Okay. So what you're going to do is uh, you're going to make a lot of chopping mm-hmm. wood references. Um, All right. yeah, and, and, yeah. and a lot of, uh, logging terms. Uh, I, I like if throw in as many references to trees as you can, like, like, uh, there's one scene, we have a great line where, uh, you go, Oh dang, we better leave before it gets to bushy around here i really want you to sell that tree that tree thing you know how does how does that work for you do you think you can um you know i was i was i was gonna go in a different direction oh okay Uh, well i mean we're we're open but not nothing on stone but we're okay no it's um you you know what like the what's the classic thing you think of that's made of wood Uh it's an arcade cabinet uh, and i can make noises like the arcade cabinets make and it's the and it's out. No, what's popular right now? What do the kids have? Pac Man Fever. Uh, uh, we can okay, capitalize okay. on that. And does, so, do you do you Pac Man the trees? Is that what's going on? Yeah. No. You know, Pac Man Fever. It's it's the you know. You, no, no, no. I know what Pac Man Fever is. I, yeah. So, so when when you make no, noise when 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 Pac Man does the Pac Man thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe he's eating trees. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, yeah, so I can do that, and uh, I think that'll play better with uh, with kids, you know, with kids that are going to go see this R-rated film. <laughs> uh, there are copious amounts of, of nudity in it. So so you're just going to make noises through the whole movie, various sound effects. That That's your plan. Yep, I'm doubling down on, on this idea. I can't back out now. I, I'll look weak. Um... I'm a new director. Um, no one's ever heard of me. I really can't afford not to have a hit on my hand, so I'm going to trust you completely. Actually, what did Hugh Wilson do? Uh, police Academy. <laughs> I, I've never heard of this man before or after. Uh, police Academy. Yeah, this was this was this was the first big thing he ever did. Yeah, police Academy. that's what I thought. So, um, so they go through and they're they're going through the recruits. Um, Harris, of course, gets those two suck up dudes. Um, who are they're good foils in this movie. I don't think that they're bad in this movie in what they're no, given. No, they, the, the role that they play, they do a very they good do. job I, of being I, the I sort actually of like found them very entertaining. I did. Jerk jerk antagonists. Yeah. Uh I I thought they were fine. They they had good scenes. They 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 played their role like straight, which was good. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, they you know it was. Yeah, they never came across over the top. I mean, like like in slight little moments um, that are funny, but they never seem like they're like as crazy as everybody else. Yes, yes, so, yes. Agreed. I, Agreed. I I like them as as uh, as characters. Now, 
of course, Kim Cattrall is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she's attractive. We're, we in the listening audience are all in agreement. It was really Callahan that we were all... Le- Le- Leslie Easterbrook? Yeah, yeah. We were uh, all... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not into the the uh, the finer arts of, of uh, disciplinary... Uh, sexual intercourse, as it might, as uh, as it might be, maybe, maybe for uh, maybe for Callahan, because <laughs> she carries that riding crop, and and it's uh, me, you know. I'm always saying I'm I'm open uh, to new ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like you, you, if 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 you're not, you probably like know a good amount of people who are just by being in the LARP scene. I feel like that Venn diagram like overlaps really hard. It, so yeah, I feel like like if you ever get real curious, you could just like pose the question and get a lot of information real fast. <laughs> yes. Like probably a little too much information no, no. the next time you're hanging out at monster camp no, and you're no, just like, I think Hey I, guys, uh, no. just hypothetically, if my uh, friend, I, uh, Hall Parvey was I, interested in some stuff, you know, I, what do you guys think I, he should start with? Uh, you know, I, what do you think? I, I love my, my LARP friends in my community. I love them terribly. Uh, I don't ask questions. I'm just saying if she was here presenting me with with a with a, a, an obvious suggestion, maybe I'd be a little bit more pliable, as it were. Well, I think that's because Leslie Easterbrook is terrifying in this movie, <laughs> and I would do anything she said when she yes. showed up because I'd be afraid she'd murder me. Well, yes, of course there is that. Of course, yes, there is the I'm fear like, of God. Of course, yes. <laughs> you want me to do push-ups? Um, okay, fine. I'm doing push-ups. You yeah. want me to go? Reshingle a uh, house. Yep, okay, I'm on it. Yep, <laughs> yes. I'm going. I'm gonna borrow a ladder right now. I'm gonna get right on that for you. No problem. <laughs> Doesn't whatever. Whatever in those those two extremes, it's fine. Oh my god. So so we we meet all of our characters. They're all crazy underdog. And... Never should be police officer people. Yes. And um, basically, Harris is is trying to just make it as miserable for everyone, so they quit. That's the plan. Yes. That's that's he wants, the goal. He wants almost everyone to quit out. So that's that's what he does. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just realizing you and I need to put green screens behind us so that our our No, I our, like I like my messy actual are you sure? place that I live in. Like I'm fine with that. You like the trophies up in the back there? Then none of them are mine. Just Yeah, I don't know what you can see my long boxes in the back. Hey, I if can. anybody who is watching this now or decides to watch it later if you want to buy a comic collection, <laughs> find me on Facebook. Um <laughs> Greg, not the anyway. time or the place. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not. You're probably right. uh, back to police academy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, no. uh, uh, back, back, back to police academy. So there's a whole bunch of scenes that kind of go through that are, are well, comical and whimsical. I mean, I don't know. Well, how... what, we, what we need to we need to point out is is Mahoney's trying to get kicked out. Yes, yes. So he is doing like just crazy crap to try to get kicked out, and they're like, "We're not kicking you out. You'll have to quit." So it's they're sort of at odds. Yeah, he's the this. he's the rock and the hard place in this whole situation where. Yeah. Um, where he wants to, he wants to get uh, kicked out. They won't do it because of the mandate. He's stuck. You know, blah blah blah. Um, it it makes for a couple interesting scenes on Mahoney's part, but for the most part, it, it, again, kind of like we talked about, it's such a pl- implausible scenario in the first place that it's kind of it it almost gets over the top farcical at one point. But uh, a couple of the scenes that we see is uh, first they're in in a classroom where Harris is giving a thing. Jones does a um, a voice thing where he sets a, you know 
gets Mahoney out of class. Um, mm-hmm. We see uh, the gun range, which, of course, Tackleberry with his classic, uh, I, I believe it's a, a 50, uh, 50 Magnum. Uh, I don't know what that gun, gun. is. Yeah. Uh, it's his classic gun. It's in every single movie. It's his permanent sidearm throughout this movie, uh, throughout the Police Academy series. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it gets bigger as the series goes on. That would not surprise me. But it is a it is a hand cannon, uh, as as you would see on a uh, on a very large cartoonish uh, video game, yeah. as it were. And then uh, all of this kind of leads up to them um, having their first party, where they're going to go off. And because it's 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 the weekend, and it's it's right. Like in the army, they're like, hey, it's the weekend. You can go out. Yes, yes. It was go do it. I thought this was very funny when uh, Bill Murray and Rick Moranis and uh, I think you mean Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. What do I keep saying? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Uh, yes, Harold Ramis. <laughs> it's who I not mean. not yeah not Doug McKenzie. <laughs> really, Egon Spangler. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Uh, and, and obviously, John Candy, they go to the mud wrestling, which was hilarious. Uh, in this case, they just go to a bonfire where a lot of women get topless. But and, Whoa, whoa, but whoa. I'm not, no, I'm, not, out. I'm not going past it. I was I was setting, okay. I was getting through that scene because it's stupid and getting to the one that actually matters, of course, yeah. uh, where the two no, foils. No, 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 don't care about this. Tackleberry plays the <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. I did write down 80 sacks. Like front a and center. champ. Yes, he does. He plays the sacks. And he is out of control when he is seeing <laughs> topless women. But he won't yeah. stop playing the sacks. Yes. Like, his first love is the sacks. He <laughs> yes. won't stop. And he's so conflicted. And, like, his eyes are getting ready to bug yeah. out of his head. Yeah. It's th- Though that scene legitimately had me cracking up because it's like... Why is he playing the sax? Well, Greg, it's well, Greg, it's the classic. It's the it's the classic scenario: sax or sex. What am I gonna do? I love that I can, game show. Wasn't that a uh, <laughs> yes? Wasn't that a Chuck Woolery joint in the eighties? And you're on sax or sex, Greg. You're our next contestant here, and we have uh, up on the stage. We have a lovely. Wait for it. Curvaceous. Wait for it. God, sensual alto sex. Oh, it's an alto. God. On the it. other side, we have Christine, who's naked. What are you going to choose, Greg? Sax or sex? And then, of course, saxophone plays while you decide. Ooh. No, it's clearly. Wait, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be like Baker Street or something? <laughs> I'll add it later. You just mm. you just decide. Mm. Sax is making it very sex. difficult. I think I'll go with Christine, though. Yeah, the, the saxophone's not even real. It's cardboard. Of course, you went with Christine. <laughs> it's, it's, this is a stupid they, they pull show. It up and show it's actually yeah, yeah. two dimensions. This is this is a stupid show. Who doesn't choose Christine? I don't even know how we put this on regular TV. It's it's insane. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck Woolery. You are amazing. That's, yeah, Chuck Woolery. <laughs> yes. Of course, so anyway, the two the the two foils get misdirected to a into, running gag through the. I was going to say, I believe this happens almost every, every movie where single, they wind out at every the Blue Oyster Gay movie. Bar, the Blue Oyster Bar. I want to, and I can save it for the end, but I won't because we're here now. I want to say this movie, and there's a lot of them coming up. There's a lot of derogatory homosexual oh, terms this movie. used. And, There's a lot. And I'll address that definitely in the, the rat or not at the end. But I 
like this scene. As over the top as it is with the bikers in leather and the mustaches and they're all gay, this comes off the least offensive. Uh, yes, of somehow the, it does. It does cuz it doesn't come off it, it it doesn't it doesn't use terms. There's no there's no voices, no one talks. They just walk in, two burly men take them in their arms, music plays and they dance sensually. And it's just it's just like a eh, fish out of water kind of scenario you know where it doesn't come across as like they don't make a comment they don't get angry at the end of the scene they're like fall falling asleep in their arms like there's they don't run out screaming i kind of like how this scene is set up considering the rest of this movie this is tastefully done uh, uh yeah ag- agreed agreed you know, in context it's all, in con- it's all in context yes yeah no agreed 100 uh, percent. but i like this scene i thought it was really clever and funny and and again well, they america liked it so much they demanded it be in <laughs> yes, the next they five movies yes, yes, they so. did. Uh, i'm a red-blooded american i respect steve gutenberg as a comedic actor and i will not see these police academy films if there is not a sensual gay bar scene in it <laughs> well well middle america <laughs> you spoke and we listened so there you go. It's coming up in all six of them. Thank well, God. I guess well, eight thank, of them. Thank God. Go, go Nebraska Minuteman. <laughs> go Cornhuskers. Go. Um, so uh, they come back from the party. Yes. And this is where the movie really drags for me, where it's like, hey, let's throw a bunch of gags in here. I believe we might have gone past it already, so we're just gonna we're just gonna mention this. There's a scene where Steve Gutenberg is drinking a beer, staring into the women's was, shower. Yeah, we just passed that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just gratuitous. And it's not in it, and it and it's played like a oh, oh, oh look at that, yeah. look at that rap scallion yeah. Mahoney. Not like look at this sexual predator. <laughs> yes, who's yes. a crazy man. I'm totally with you. That scene is totally. It's gratuitous. It's just boobs for boobs in this it's it's just stupid um i didn't care for it i will say what i did care for is the next scene and you're right this movie we're gonna hit a point where there's just a lot of montages and a lot of gag scenes that don't make a lot of sense or aren't funny to be honest with you however i laughed hysterically over the top hysterically at the Lassard podium scene. That's that's a that is a because, very funny gag. Because it but he it's because he sells it. He is so funny and that's when he's doing this like next slow. And then he did, my favorite line is we're just going to hold on this life for a minute. <laughs> Lights. Like he just he sells that scene so beautifully. And then when he turns around and Mahoney pops his head out again it's a it's a reference but he he makes it very funny i love i i agree i agree this is one of the scenes that that definitely holds up um in in terms of comedy yeah it's good it's Uh, good and then unless you have anything really specific i mean we just have a lot of montages of them training not training like i said the horse gag comes up um when because what happens is they actually start going on practice patrols we have a scene which was it's kind of funny is when hightower has to learn how to drive um i did ask the question there are three legitimate cops on their tails one of them had to have gotten the license plate nobody followed them or knows where they went 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It seems really weird that they didn't bother. However, did did you notice though that the two guys, right? One, it's one of their cars, and it is. Yeah, it's and, one of the one of the, the 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 jerks that the and 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 the plate is the license plate. Uh, is the uh, the rebel flag? Oh yeah, you know, actually, you know, you mentioned that. Yes, I did. Uh, I did catch that. It, it's subtle in this movie, but I, I was also at the end. I I was just like. Eh, eh. Ah, I thought we had missed that one. Racist checkmark. <laughs> like, like they hit them all. And of course, the big one for those scenes is when uh, Hooks is driving and she's not driving fast enough and it leads into this because that's what they were leading up to is the driving thing. And Harris, correct me if I'm wrong, he, he, I, he I get he wants to be on the, on the captain's good side, not the commandant, the captain who was at the beginning with the Johnsons, right? I get he wants Lassard's job. He gets all that. Did you at any point get the feeling that he's just going to shout out that word at somebody like that? Wait, you mean the the guy who gets his foot run over? Yeah, yeah. That's that's Harris, G.W. Bailey. Um, No, no, Harris doesn't get his foot run over. One of the underlings does. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and then then, then what happens is he... And and then Harris... Racial yes. epithet jumps in the car. High tower comes over, flips the car over. Yes, and that's when Harris is like, "You're you're out. Get out. You're." Oh, you're out it here. wasn't G.W. Bailey that was shouting that. Who was shouting what? The racial. The no 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 no. That was that was one of the oh. one of the guys. Oh, never mind. It makes perfect sense because he had the the rebel plate. I must have been writing a note because I thought it was Harris who yelled it. If it makes you feel any better, I legit fell asleep at least three times during this movie and had to rewind it. Uh, didn't fall asleep, but I did maybe, you know, go get a coffee without hitting pause. You know, a couple things yeah. like that. Um, oh, I hear you. Anyway. So now we get to the end of the movie. Uh, they accidentally, um, nerd guy there with the glasses. <laughs> so stupid. Accidentally kicks off a riot by throwing an apple out a window. Yeah, yeah. And in that, so it's all hands on deck. Even people in the academy got to show up. They show up at the wrong place. They're in the middle of the actual riot instead of being further away from it which is what they're supposed to be and we just have a whole bunch of gags of them dealing with the riot yeah however uh harris winds up getting kidnapped held hostage by one of the the guys yes uh he does uh he holds him he got the guns from the two rookies there there is a comeuppance scene i will say um with the fat guy beats up the old his old bullies. It's in the movie. It's a comeuppance, but I didn't find it interesting at all. Um, it was it was kind of funny that he beat them up, and he's like, "Now bring all your furniture back into your house. <laughs> no, now put all that furniture back." And they're like, "But this is our furniture. It's he's not like, their oh, furniture." Oh, sorry, Greg. That's not their furniture. <laughs> I, I I assure you that that just the joke works if it is their furniture. <laughs> if it's not, then it's like it a does. crazy it person. Does. Wrote some crap down and never bothered to change it, which wouldn't shock me. Uh, for this movie. Are you are you surprised that there was not a a a tub of cocaine and Jim Bean somewhere in the writing offices of this movie? Um, that and a constant loop of the film Airplane. Yes, I would agree with that. Anyway, who of <laughs> we, course we has have to, to laugh at some point. Save the day. Uh, it's 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 Mahoney uh, who shows up, saves the day. Um, uh, he and and <laughs> Hightower, who were also who was kicked out for flipping a police car over. Yeah, yeah. And, I did uh, like and, I did like that Hightower came back and had a redeeming kind of scene for him with Harris. I thought that was very well done. Um, it's it's telegraphed very honestly. He's a, he's a he's a giant teddy bear. He's not gonna let anybody get shot. But um, 
it's a good play. I kind of like the scene when he comes back. And for this movie, with his, with the racial and, you know, homosexual things that they've put in this movie, I was surprised that a, a black man had any kind of redeeming role anywhere in this movie. So I kind of like that in 1984, they kind of split that up and it wasn't just the white guy who got the commendation at I, I really like that that they kind of thought that out a little bit um, yeah yeah so so we you know what oh they all graduated cut to the end scene where they're all graduating and and specifically Hightower and Mahoney are getting like a special medal for like super bravery yes or yeah whatever. that's yeah the high yeah whatever it is they have to make short statements Hightower says thanks always funny uh, and then Mahoney, of course, pulls out a speech of multiple pages. And we hear the zipper gag again from the podium. How long was that woman in there? Because I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever set up an event like this. Oh, yeah. That it podium t- was on stage like the night before, possibly, or uh, like 9 a.m. at the latest. It takes yeah. hours to get to the point where they're ready to give the commendation. That woman was in that podium. Lassard is a sicko. <laughs> he, he is a demented man who did not care. Oh, or, or he is the greatest comedian ever, and he will go the distance for the joke, whatever it uh, takes. Yeah, one, one or the other. Yeah. Maybe he had like a trap door cut in <laughs> under the podium. <laughs> do you think so? Do you no, think- I don't. I don't. No, I do not. I do not think that's what happened. <laughs> I think. I think he, under threat of God knows what had that poor woman stay in that podium for <laughs> seven hours. Now, what you gonna what you gonna do? You're gonna stay under there. Or Lassard's gonna have to kill a bitch. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> just 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 a side of Lassard we never see because he's always the hapless oaf in all of these movies. Yeah, I like I like to think he's way more Buffalo Bill than we're <laughs> we're comfortable with yes. in real life. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. And uh, that, that of course, closes out the movie with, of course, the song again. Because I hope you love this theme iconic. song. It's, it's an iconic song. It's it every really is. 20 minutes. Um, Greg, now, yes. we, we, we like to play games. We always like to have a game here. Obviously, nobody died in this movie. So we can't play What's the Body Count. But knowing we were doing this movie, and there's a couple 80s movies we can play this game with, I went ahead and I... Uh, made up a new game for you. What's the booby count? Oh boy! <laughs> what? And oh yes, boy. and yes, I paused to count <laughs> as I went. Are we ca- um, are we counting pairs or individuals? <laughs> I have pairs, okay, um, but that, I can do that, individuals. Let's stick with that. Uh, I will no. say this. I will. I will help you clarify. Bathing suit not applicable. Bra okay. applicable. Bra is applicable. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Yes. Now you threw off my count. I know I did. I knew. I but I want to make sure okay, you know all the okay, rules. Hold on, you gotta okay, have all the rules. Go. I want to make sure because main actresses obviously, you know. It, it, but anyway, I do have the number. It's right here. I have it. It's I'm gonna say twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Uh you were a little ambitious on the booby count. Uh, oh, was it nine? I counted nine and a half. <laughs> nine and a half. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because Lassard's wife at the very beginning. While we don't see them, they're covered, but she's on the older side, so I assume they're just out of frame, so it's half. Nine and a half. Okay, fair nine enough. Nine and a half. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I pause to count every time just to make sure. Because I, I have to assume that there's no website called bodycount or boobycount.com. Greg, Mr. if you... Skin, probably. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You know, because I'm an upstanding uh, citizen of, of, of the great uh, great state of wherever I am. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is the end of the movie. We made it. We made it through. <laughs> wow, did we make it. Uh, was this film rad, Paul? Ooh. So, um, I'm just gonna no, no, it's not rad. Okay, it's not rad, but it's not what. You, but it's not for just the reason. To, yes, the jokes don't hold up. I am all for crass humor. I I definitely listen to podcasts that would make listeners of this show blush. Okay, I'm okay with making references and jokes and language. All of that is fine. But I'm not stupid enough to not recognize that that is not for everyone and that is not for every audience anymore. The reason this movie doesn't isn't rad is is it's 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 so out of place where society is today. It's it you can't do this movie word for word anymore. I don't even know if you can make a movie like this rated R anymore. A, a lot of the rated R movies that come out now, it's just because they have a lot of cursing. That's it. Or, or over-the-top violence. I don't know if you could do crude humor like this as much anymore. I just don't. And I think yeah, this the, is a movie closest, out of place. The closest I think you get is something like uh, like The Hangover, which which are considered kind of like the, oh, like... like Yeah, no, you're right, right. Um, there's... I'm, there's it but those those are kind of like what what we what we have now instead of these yeah i i agree right but even still they're not written the same way they're not overly slapsticky they're not relying heavily on puns and gags and and like i said the language it's just even that movie i've watched a couple of those movies they don't say anything nearly as horrific as this movie goes um i was waiting for an end bomb at one point it just I kind of felt you almost got it. <laughs> I I do feel like on the script it had that, and they were like, "Listen, listen, Tom, we're okay with the with the gay bar and um, um only fags don't know how to drive. We're okay with that." Or, no, no, I'm sorry. What does he say? Sleep is for fags. That's what he said. Yeah, that's 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 what. He said. Uh, but I, I do have a question, Tom. On page uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, seventy one, mm-hmm. you have the N word itself. Um, you didn't even put the dashes like we like. You just want to uh, no, nope. Don't, um, I'm done with dashes. I've had it. I've okay, my limit. It's a strong I'm done with them. It's a strong position. Hear me out. We'd like to get the movie onto screens. Mm-hmm. That's the goal of every movie. I feel like this is gonna be the word that keeps us from that happening. Is there any? Is there any word you can change that to? Like, um, rapscallion. Mm. Would that work? What if I dial it down to like a still really terrible word, but not that word? Um, jerk off? No, I was thinking like a little more racial. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where this joke ends because I'm not about to say anything else. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it either. Done. <laughs> and scene. And scene. That's where the clap goes. <laughs> what a what a great scene Greg, it was. Greg, is this film still rad for you? I, no. I know God, the answer, no, but go ahead and no. say it. <laughs> No, 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 it was not. Um, it, it's got some funny jokes still to I this agree. day. I think I some there are some some legitimate funny jokes in this, but you're 100% right. This is of its time. It's 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 84 and you look at you look at this sort of thing now and you're just like it it feels it feels like 
when your parents still hold views that are like horribly offensive to you. That's that's what this movie feels like. Yes. Like like when you'd when you'd go to Christmas and your grandfather would start talking about all the Orientals who moved into <laughs> yes, the neighborhood yeah. and you're like, Oh <laughs> man, that is no, nah, that is not cool. No, nah, yeah, that's yeah. But it's like He's so old at this point. What are you supposed to do? Like yell and scream at him? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. exactly. Uh, he's just he's he's lived his life. It's a miracle he's still here. Whatever. That's kind of what this movie felt like. There are parts of it where you're just like, whoa, no, 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 no. yeah, yeah, no, well, not cool. Like I said, when 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 Mahoney goes sleep is for. I, I was like, hey, whoa, hey, what do you say? Listen, that's to, not I'm called o- for. Well, I'm okay with the boobs and 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 the and the tackleberry <laughs> gun size, but eh, maybe we've gone just a bit too. There is a maybe line. We just yeah, just dial a dial back. back. Um, but yeah, um. It, no, it's it, it's not. I mean, would would I recommend this to somebody? I would say yes. If you're interested in the '80s and and you kind of wanted to get a feel for like like comedy, this this is a good representation of of, of '80s comedy. It, it it is. It really really is. Especially a, a kind of comedy movie that's not around anymore that just had nudity in it for no reason. Yeah, yeah, and that. I- as a kid, I mean, today obviously it's it's not a big factor for me. But as a kid, that is a lost art form. Uh, to be perfectly honest, you know, like like this PC and then stuff like that. But it, that was something that was kind of fun and entertaining, and kind of broke up the monotony a little bit. And and movies like this, Meatballs. Um, oh God. Uh, but but like Meatballs. Like the, not not Revenge the first the nerds, one, things like that. But the second, the the second and like third and fourth meatballs, where yeah, it was just you know right, loads the, right. They, of stuff they almost like become NC seventeen movies at this point, right? They have so and, many. And and USA Up All Night had like every one of them, and yes. they play them all all the time. Where it was like this almost shouldn't be even on television, but somehow it is. I I would almost. I, this is a movie I guarantee they stopped showing on TV around 89 and then just started bleeping everything so much. Uh, and I, I agree because I absolutely remember having to rent this because my video store in town didn't have the first police academy. Yes. Yeah. It uh, had two It had two through Mission to Moscow. It didn't have one. So it wasn't until years later I got I went to another video store and they had the first one and I rented it. Okay, yeah, so I I definitely saw this probably earlier than that. So um, I don't remember it being a problem. Fine, any you know what? It doesn't matter. I watched the movie when I was a kid. I watched them all when I was. I watched all these movies a dozen times when I was a kid. It's just it just doesn't hold up. I mean, it's it's and I'm okay with that not being rad because it's just it's it it's a relic. It's an archaeological find at this point. It's yeah. just a classic '80s movie that just doesn't hold up um, with the way it is. So brings us to the end of the podcast of course we go through and we thank mr bibbs as always your contribution is greatly greatly appreciated uh we are now doing more than ever um because i think we can go ahead and thank everybody that has checked in uh through the live stream thank you well, we had uh we had um let's see here we had a, a new we had going the distance the rocky series podcast pop in yeah i was i was very happy to see that that was cool yeah but yeah, I I uh, I definitely like the uh, 
I like I like this live streaming thing. It's fun, you know. We get to chat with you guys for at least a little while, and yeah. Uh, I apologize if this was your first episode because this is probably one of the worst episodes we've done, and cements our rule that we broke to do this, which I... is never cover a comedy. Y- y- We're never covering another one. It's not gonna happen. You know what, Greg? I'll tell you this. Um, real quick. So, the Money Pit is also on Netflix for free. The reason why I was okay with doing this one, because I really wanted to see if this one held up because I haven't seen it in longer time. I started watching The Money Pit with with my daughter. And literally, after the first 25 minutes of all the house breaking down gags, that movie goes into comedy hell where there's nothing funny happening. It's just sad. Yeah. It's just a sad movie. Tom Hanks and... um. Uh, not Shelley Duvall, um, wherever I can't, the one from Matt, from, uh, from Cheers. From Cheers. Yeah, Diane. They are awesome in that movie. They're doing everything they can with what they're given, but the gags are just, it was terrible. It was just a bad movie to watch again. So that made me want to do this so we could both cement in us and the listeners, we won't be doing comedies. Caddyshack is an amazing, amazing film. Holds up. Every day of the week, we can't do it. It's 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 a gag fest, and I don't want to do movies like this where I know they're going to be terrible, even though they used to be funny. I don't want to do those, so um, I'm okay with strictly keeping with like hard, rad movies, sci-fi, fantasy, yep. things like that. Some drama I'm okay with, like like the Dead Zone last weekend. This is this um, is one of those movies where you you just have nothing to talk about. Because it's gag, 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 gag. Yeah. So that's it. Um, so that brings us to uh, obviously you can find us uh, as this was rad. Uh, this rad live stream is what we broadcast as. If you go to this was rad podcast, you can find it streaming. Hopefully every Tuesdays, um, right around ten thirty East Coast time, seven thirty West Coast. Um, and if you're in the middle, yeah, you'll figure it out. You know how time time zones work. Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, um, please go to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and check out our brand new logo. Um, Greg and I are super, super proud of that. Uh, super, super, super proud. It came out really well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I really, really am happy with how it came out. I, I, so I made it my screensaver on my phone and at work, I just like randomly hit my phone to stare at it. Nice. I'm, I'm like enamored with it. So I was really happy with that. And that brings us to our next movie, Greg. Um, we are going to be doing, um, not next week, the week after. We're going to lead up to it. We are finally going to do the movie that you guys requested. The Fantasy Epic starring uh, Warwick Davis. We will be covering Willow in two weeks. We will try and have a special guest star for that one, of course. Uh, a particular namesake, perhaps, uh, may stop by. But... Greg, what is our next movie? Our next movie is Bloodsport. I legitimately cannot wait to do this movie. I I can't wait. We did uh, Best of the Best. We've done Karate Kid. Uh, This is the third of the trifecta of karate franchises of the 80s, is the Bloodsport series. Jean-Claude Van Damme. uh, Is this the one with Komate? Is this? Yes. Awesome. Can't wait. No, we'll, we'll see. All right. Can't wait. We will see you all... Uh, Next week. That's it. We are done. Have a good time. Johnson, as far as the eye can see.
Podtron. This has been a Podtron Network production. For more of this show and others like it, find Podtron on Twitter at Podtron Network and search Podtron Network on Facebook.